Hell out. <laughs> He's filling a bathtub full of sweat here on Paper Cake, episode 89. He's slim. Welcome to a very special Paper Keg podcast uh, being sung into by David Hasselhoff. This is a Paper Keg podcast where we talk about industry, news, uh, the books we're reading, and we do a book club. Uh, this week's book club, Black Kiss 2 by Howard Chaikin. Oh God! All right, so so this is the theme episode. This is you're you're hearing an intro that's not usually our intro, but by God, I wish it was our intro. Uh, special theme episode where every book we talk about is a mature adult rated title. So keep that in mind while you listen. Uh, Black Kiss Two is our book club. We all read it, mm-hmm. but every single book we talk about might have. An overabundance of genitalia in some aspect, and we'll get into it. Uh, Baywatch Nights sponsoring this week's episode, along with free, the comic book shop in Delaware. But uh, let's introduce our, our illustrious panel. If you're watching on video, you're seeing possibly the most awkward video you've ever witnessed by two hosts in some kind of sex dungeon. <laughs> Uh, one of which is wearing Brett the Hitman Hart sunglasses. Uh, Jonesy loves beer. Uh, you've inarguably you're the least popular host on the show. Welcome to the show. Yes, the numbers are in, and I maintain my title as least popular host. Uh, even when you throw in the wild card guest host of Beth Corto, I still come in dead last. And I just want to thank you all for that <laughs> inattention to detail. Why would that uh, hinder your title of least popular host, Beth Corto? Wouldn't that just push you further down the list? If that's she is that's what I'm hoping play? for. Okay. I want rock bottom. <laughs> rock bottom numbers is what I shoot for. It's like golf. The lower the numbers, the better the score. Uh, it's so dark on your video that we might not be able to see our other host. He's, a, he's an actor. He's a published writer. Mark Farrington, welcome to a very special episode of Paper Keg. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> My word. With these candles and this backlight, I got to talk like this. I'm going to caress this mic and talk about this black kiss. Oh, my God. I think oh, half man. the people listening just shut it off for fear of what they're about to <laughs> listen to. It'll still be PG. Paper. And the other half have to uh, stick them up in that bucket. Paper. <laughs> <laughs> Paper keg nights. Uh you know, all adult theme. We're going to try and keep it as listenable as possible. You know, there's there's not going to be an explicit tag on this episode. You know, this might still be played in our show sponsor, the comic book shop in Delaware. Um, but, you know, our, our final host, uh, there's no discussion. He is the most popular host of the show. He's a father of two. He just started using Vine uh, on his mobile apps. Dale underscore A, thanks for being here. It's uh, it's good to be here this evening, everyone. Uh, after my kids go down to bed, and the candles get lit over in Jonesy's sex dungeon, 
I am like a whole different person. Do you do you just make your own intro music? What am I listening to right now? He's listening to Pony, The Bachelor by Mr. Jimmy Y. Go ahead, Dale. Oh my god. Go ahead, boy. Don't stop, get it, get it. Don't stop, get it, get it. <laughs> Jonesy looks like he's shimmying out of his pants. <laughs> um, so I'm very excited to talk about Black Kiss too, and I'm I think I'm excited to hear how everyone list how everyone in what scenario they read their books in. You know, like were you at home? Were you in the bathroom? Was your wife just gone to bed? And you snuck into the the TV room with the lights dimmed. I want. I can't wait to get it. I'm so excited. I'm just so <laughs> excited. <laughs> oh yeah, it's real. It's real. Um, so very special. We return to our normal format next week. Uh, but let's let's get into some some news. Yeah, this is the theme show. We have to keep it to the theme. You know uh, what's happening, Dale underscore A. Well, uh, in theme. All right. Well, well. Let me just pers- preface. Uh, Barb Wire, right? Famous comic, turned into a Raspberry Award-winning, a Razzie, mm-hmm. a winning a flick in uh, nineteen ninety-six, ninety-seven. Uh, the company Dream Zone is uh, releasing Barb Wire Triple X. What? A Dream Zone parody. What? Coming this spring. That's to be released this spring. Uh, it's featuring Amber and another A-list cast comprised of Jaden James, Evan Stone, Raylene, Gigi Loren, Holly Michaels, Billy Glide, Ralph Long, and others. And others. this, uh, this I'm looking forward to this movie because Barb Wire, you know, it got a bad rap. It was a bad movie. And uh, Barbed Wire Triple X is probably going to be, I don't know, 50 times better, at least. <laughs> uh, Especially with least. someone in the cast named Bobby Glide. That is... Uh, <laughs> Bobby Glide and Ralph Long. That is, that is just a wonderful name. I can't... I, mean, I apologize for anyone that's just listening audio-wise, but I cannot get over Jonesy's video right now. It's <laughs> like, it is literally Sex Dungeon 2013. <laughs> Jonesy and Mark and I That's my film coming right next now. year. This is... I'm just... A gobsmacked, if I could, you know, bring that phrase into the podcast. I kind of wish Jonesy had on the fedora that's on his table, sitting next to him. I don't know. If I feel like any second he's going to break out and say, "You want to hear it? Here it goes," and just start singing random songs with his <laughs> harmonica. His mouth harmonica. There it goes. You would say, "Ugh, horrific." Oh, Barbed wire triple X. Let's pre-order it. Maybe we'll do another episode of uh, of the show for we those might. fans. Here's uh, an exciting tidbit for uh, all the people that followed the porny comics of the mid-90s to early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Poison Elves. Hmm. You've probably heard of it in some capacity. Some bearded wonder was uh, probably wearing a Poison Elves shirt at some con you saw. Probably. Ran for 79 issues before the creator, Drew Hayes, uh, died. Well... Ape Entertainment is is releasing a new Poison Elves, new number one, coming this March. Poison Elves is like Tolkien with boobs and knives. 
It sounds so, like the ultimate fanfic dream. <clears throat> Jonesy, Jonesy, are you working on something similar for your for your fanfic audience? Uh, let's just say I'm going to knock your socks off with my uh, boob knife uh, parodies coming this summer. <laughs> Hashtag we, boob knife. Will your mouth harmonica be uh, making it, its appearance? Wow, 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 So I could tell everyone here is super excited for my adult-oriented news. I think it could Thanks be. Thanks for uh, towing the line. It could be one of the worst news segments we've ever had, and no fault of yours. But I mean, how much auto like erotica comic news can we get? Uh, yeah, I believe me. I've tried many Google search strings, and now my <laughs> computer is infected with malware. I imagine that those kind of news sites are behind like some kind of message board login, where you know the usernames are just too over the top for you to just Google search. <laughs> they're they're hidden behind a, a paywall of some kind. <sighs> sexual paywall but we need to get into uh you know the nitty-gritty this week of what this what this episode is about so the comic talk which we'll get into is you know the theme for this show i mean i'm not sure if you heard the intro <laughs> as sung by david hasselhoff uh adult themed mature rated books only um after the sun comes down, and I hope this—I hope the sun isn't out while you're listening to this. Otherwise, you could get in big trouble at your work. Uh, who wants to start it off? I—I'm scared a little bit, and uh, you know, maybe maybe I'll, I'll set the tone a little bit. I'll start with the book that I read, if I may. Okay, good. Um, Chester Five Thousand, little book. You know, it's a, it's available on the uh, the Comicsology platform. So I, I looked high and low for a book that could be considered, you know, a Paper Keg Knights candidate. Trademark. Hashtag trademark. Um, so this book is, it's a, it's a little romp. Uh, it took place in, you know, the 1800, late 1800s. Uh, you know, it's about a couple, a married couple, that, you know, they have sex. And uh, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, what the husband thought of. So he creates a robot that is essentially a sex robot for his wife. So while he's while he's off, the wife uh, and this robot, the robot is you know doing chores around the house, and the wife gets a little curious, and she, of course, puts in this key into his crotch, and unlocks his uh, his you know his how's your father in his crotch area, and they just go at it, you know, pretty much. The book that I read is uh, pornography. You know, it's 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 like I'm trying to think of what this genre is that I got myself into, and it's 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 like comic book eroticism, and it's like uh, I was reading it. I actually finished it with my wife on the couch today, and it's literally, you know, it's literally a a drawn porno. Like, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's a classier way to say it, but there's 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 full on finger action into lower area. <laughs> um, and who's, who's the robot? The wife? No, Chester. The male Ch- is the robot. So he's okay. got a, a robotic male part, and uh, oh. the wife uh, discovers you know everything that this robot can do. It's 140 pages. Not a lot of text. A whole lot of sexiness. <laughs> God bless. Um. 
and it's drawn uh, by drawn written and drawn by Jesse Fink, female, which uh, my wife wasn't expecting when we got to the end of the book. But uh, let me see if I can if I can get some of the quotes at the end of the book just to just to preface what you you'd be getting into here. Uh, liquid and elegantly stylized says Alan Moore. So he wrote a quote for the book. Uh, yeah. Chester 5000 is everything I wish I could be in a robot boyfriend, and Jess Fink is everything I wish I could be as an artist. This is the most sexcellent book you will ever read. Um, it's Oh, it's from Top Shelf. That's who it's from. So I... I didn't know, like, so I knew about Black Kiss too, but I didn't know this grouping of comic books existed, like that you could get a book like this, and it's it's like an adult movie in comic book form. Like when you first when I first read Black Kiss, and I'll get into my 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 emotional state when we read that, but this is like like you can't read this in an airport you can't read this you know in a con in public you might you might get looked at funny because this is like at home material this is like what you read with your wife you know on before mute. you guys do the the business so i mean assuming that it's exactly like a drawn prawn mm-hmm. they show like <laughs> they show the ma- the husband's fingers but then they show like labes like there's full-on labes. I wow, mean, labes are like fifty percent of the book. I saw this in the in the app, and uh-huh. I was I was wondering what exactly it consisted of. Uh, there's there's late there's labes there's man there's man um, man hardness robot man hardness and then there's oil there's oil projectile also from the robot. Oh, that was okay. That was going to be my next question. Really? Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a can, heaping a heaving load of that. Does um, he can he release at will, or is it just like suffers like every other man? He he suffers like every other man, you know, and, and he, he gets a little embarrassed if it happens a little too oh early God. on in the process. Poor guy. Um. So so what happens is the what the wife eventually falls in love with the robot, and then the husband, you know, he sees her having the relation with him, and he's okay with that. She's getting her her business done, and she's happy. But then he finds out that they're in love, and he gets really ticked off. Singularity. So, yeah, I mean, you have to expect it at some point. You know, what else do you expect when you build a sexy robot for your wife? You know, love is obviously the next step. So mm-hmm. they he he catches them in the act. He, he gets upset, and he tries to kill the robot. But also, he sells the robot because he's like, you know, you can't have any more of this sex robot. And this woman, who has some needs, so she buys the robot and is upset when the robot says that uh, he's in love. So eventually they come back to the house, all four of them, and they have dinner, and then the robot you... and the wife start going at it in front of the, the, the husband and the buyer. And of course, this leads into the robot and the wife and the buyer going at it at dinner. And then, you know, Obviously. one thing leads to another, and then all four of them are going at it. And then the book ends, and it's just a love story. So they're really, th- I mean, she really thinks of everything when she wrote this book. Like, she even got the, the multiple you know, Every- happenstance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything, you're, I mean, your your desires are met by the end of this book. And, uh, you know, if that's what you're looking for, then Cripes. you can't go wrong with the Chester 5000. Forget uh Showtime on demand. I'm headed right for <laughs> Chester 5000. 
Chester 5000, if you're looking for an entertaining uh, book about a robot, a wife, a female buyer, and the husband all at the same time, then I'll tell you what, you can't do any wrong with this book. How many times did you change your trousers throughout the reading of this book? <laughs> uh, none, actually. But we'll get in, really? I want to get into the, the hows and whys of the reading and the locations when we get into Black Kiss. So we'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> what about... I want to hear from Jonesy Loves Beer because I know Brett the Hitman Loves Beer <laughs> is just ready to, to dance around his discussion and just ham it up for his fans tonight. What did, what did I you read? I am giving you a no ham guarantee. <laughs> no ham. Um, so I read Ironwood. That's, and it is, it is sounds a, uh, filthy already. <laughs> an early '90s book uh, by Bill Willingham. So I read Ironwood. Wow. <laughs> Let me tweet that real quick. <laughs> so uh, the book takes place in a a medieval magical Earth setting, uh, full of you know uh, a full female crew of air pirates, and uh, they come across a an adventurer. Uh, Dragovar, Danny Dragovar, who is kind of like this goofy, happy-go-lucky, uh, human-looking fellow who also has appetites <laughs> of uh, of a naughty nature. And uh, through those appetites, he finds himself as part of the uh, crew of the sexy air pirates, and he travels <laughs> uh, this earth getting into sexy misadventures. And uh, his the most... Um, interesting one is with a golem, golem, Mm -hmm. you know, one of those, Mm -hmm. uh, magical being, you know, of Jewish nature. (laughs) It's of course a, (laughs) it's a, (laughs) it's a hot brunette who is also on the trail of, uh, Dragovar and, uh, nothing is off topic in this, uh, in this volume. Uh, you know, midgets, uh, hard aring of fairies, wow. uh, uh, incest. It's all there, and it's all hilarious. It's it's obviously uh, tongue hard aring of fairies is hilarious. They're not real, Mark. It's They're not real. Inappropriate. What, what are you? What are you? The head of the fairy union. You gotta you gotta chime in on this one. Tread lightly um, what's our pencil made of red in this episode? Tread lightly. Tread lightly. All right. Uh, so it's. And it's all tongue-in-cheek. It's all done with a sense of humor. It reminds me of one of those uh, parody films we were talking about at the uh, top of the show. And uh, there is no uh, shortage of graphic uh, sex scenes. So if you're into that, uh, pick it up. It's available on the web. What is Bill Willingham up to where he's writing this? Is this before he hit it with Fables? It's before he hit it big. Uh, two, uh, Two volumes. In uh, the early 90s, before I guess he was established, and uh, now it's looked back with uh, critical acclaim. I think this this yeah. episode will be notable for Jonesy saying that hard R-ing was hilarious. <laughs> this is uh, Jonesy's last show, and I apologize to everyone listening that was offended, and they should be offended. I'm offended, so I apologize. I'm sorry to the fairy community. Uh, where you are, Tier Nanook. Jonesy, I hope your president doesn't wow. come after Jonesy, me. Jonesy, please do not insult the homosexuals any more than you already have this entire episode by using oh come on fair, it's a fantasy setting you know what so, i'm clocking out so is key wow. west jonesy calm down over there uh mark farrington i i think you need to bring some levity to this episode 
and uh, oh, if we could hear, you know, what kind of flashbook you went to the archives to to talk about for, I for some hard R-ing. new. I went new book. I actually went to a book written in 2009 called Black Jesus. Oh wow! <laughs> by Jeff written Johns, by Jimmy Blondell, and David Krinsman. It's about this young guy, Chris, twenty-something African American male, who is more of a do-gooder slash good Samaritan than you'll find in most people. He is working multiple jobs. He's trying to do right by the people who are in his life. And unbeknownst to them, Chris has a secret. He's not lying. He's not obtrusive. or He's just a private dude. One day he saves a family of children who, from a certain like watery type death, by walking on the water and pulling them out of the wreckage of a car. It gets caught on film. Next thing you know, it's on the news, and people are calling him Black Jesus. He saves a woman who has been mauled by a lion at a zoo charity event. He puts his hands on her and heals her. And so now he's being chased by people who want to know if he is the next coming of Christ, or they want to kill him because he's a monster. All the while... He never really outright says if he's Jesus or not. I, To be honest, I was just flipping through Comixology's mature genre, trying to find an interesting book to read, came across this, bought it, and loved every single page. I wish we did this as a book club. Wow. When, Classing it up. When it comes to religion in books, I get a little nervous because that's a slippery slope. But this handled it perfectly. Um, It wasn't preachy. It wasn't necessarily a guy on his soapbox trying to be Jesus. It was just a good guy with powers and abilities, and it's really about how the world reacts to him. Just think in modern days if Jesus came back and was doing good by other people, not asking for anything in return, and people wanted a piece of him. It was a fantastic read. I highly recommend it. It was respectful to Christianity. It had its moments of, okay, that's a little obscene with some of the characters who were trying to chase down Jesus. I think they had this one group called the BCG, the Black Christian Gangsters. But if you can take that tongue-in-cheek stuff aside and just read it for what it was, fantastic piece. Quick read, 110 pages. It quoted the Bible, but it did it respectfully. I loved it. Hands down, fantastic book. So you didn't... You didn't tell us about any of the hard arm that went on. <laughs> tell us, Mark. Come on. Jesus did go into a strip club. It's paper keg nights. <laughs> there were strippers. There was banging. The antagonist was possibly the devil incarnate, represented by a popular television reverend. Hmm. It was all good. All good. Mm. Black did, Jesus, pick it up. Did you envision that you would... Uh, you would feel this way about the book when you uh, picked it up, Mark? Or was this, you just think this would have been, you chalk it up, I got my book done. Did you think you were going to love it when you read it? I didn't think I would like it. I just was trying to fit what we were doing for the theme, and I was pleasantly surprised. Hmm. I wish there was some hard r and fairies I could mock, but <laughs> gosh dang it, I love this book. Jonesy, you don't have anything to say there? I heard a big inhale, like you are ready to throw <laughs> something out there. No, I think it's best if I just remain quiet at this time. <laughs> your 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 legal team has advised you to be quiet. <laughs> it's coming in over the wire. They uh, he's trying to contact the Heart Foundation PR right now. 
Jimmy Anvil is faxing in his advice right now. Uh, the comic store in Delaware will be probably protested yeah. when Jonesy shows up for free comic book <laughs> yeah. day. Uh, Dallin Gray, can we please hear from the man, the myth, the legend, Dale, at this time? Uh, I went ahead and I read Crossed, number 18. What? Crossed is a, an avatar press book. Uh, David Lapham, didn't know mm-hmm. David Hine, my apologies, and Eduardo Vienna on art. Uh, b- uh, Crossed is a, uh, I think, a Garth Ennis property. He he came up with it, I guess. Garth Ennis, by the way, and Avatar are like two peas in a pod. He's just writing all kinds of crazy stuff over there. Mm-hmm. Um, Crossed is about a, a zombie-like virus where... It's transferred by, you know, if you get blood spatter on you, if you get a scratch, but, but it's, it's very easily transmitted. And the crossed are people that turn into basically stark raving mad, like the rage virus, but hornier, each mm. year. Uh, and they get this weird, like, <clears throat> cross, like a, it looks like a religious cross, but, and it's just like imprinted on their face as soon as they catch the virus. And what I stumbled upon is a a group of folks held up in a mansion like setting, and they are on it on this island, and the crossed are trying to get to the island. They know there are humans on the other side, and they need some they need to ram, they need to eat, they need to mutilate Did they you say eat, ram they they eat they ram. They mutilate. (laughs) So uh, they're crossed. They have their wits about them in somewhat. So they take a bunch of cars and they basically drive them across and form a dam in the river so they can run across the cars. They inundate, they overwhelm this mansion, and they just start ramming. They start, I mean, they just go, like, it is graphic craziness. There are... Uh, crossed. There's a crossed with a, a, a strap on apparatus, and she is just making the victim suckle the apparatus, and they are uh, biting and chopping off limbs of humans. They are chopping off members of the men, and like sticking like pipe wrenches and things in where the penis used to be. Mm. So oh, it would be gosh. like monkey monkey wrench penis and pipes. Oh. Like there's piping and there is aring all over the place. The crossed, they just start aring cheeks of the men and the women. It is spectacularly... It, it has a story, though. It was interesting, but it was graphic. There was one, my favorite scene, because you know I am a big fan of uh, skin masks to be mm. honest. Yeah. Well, a uh, one of my favorite, and I got a hearty chuckle out of it, is one of the crossed shows up naked with a skin mask for a merkin. What? He is wearing the skin mask over his area, and he just like makes a grand entrance into the doorway. And it was disturbing. 
Cross the whole get, book. Cross gets a lot of Cross has a very big underground following, but I always hear and I hear like articles write about it, and it it disturbs me just like hearing about the book. I I would have never known. I mean, they sell this at our show sponsor, so Paper Keg Knights fans, head on down. But they always sell it in the bag and board already, mm. and I would have never ever guessed what was within. Just by looking at the cover, there on the cover, there's like you know, crossed trying to get to a girl. But I would have never guessed the mutilation, the raring. I mean, it is, it is crazy. What do you think? What, what kind of people read crossed? If you had to, if you had to pigeonhole them into a group. Oh my God, I don't even. I could stereotype it, but it's probably not. I have no idea. Some you know like hard dudes who I don't I actually don't know. I mean, feel free. I mean, they're not listening. You can say whatever you want, Dale, about these people. But these sick people that read they're sick. They're the, they have they're not reading it for the story. Like it is crazy. <laughs> like probably people who respect it for the art that it is, and they have an open mind. They're uh-huh. probably reading this garbage. It's garbage. <laughs> garbage. Jonesy, your thoughts on Cross, uh, and when are you going to start reading it? I have already downloaded the first 16 issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be needing 17, as I just heard the whole story. But uh can't wait for my own private Tumblr uh, reviews. <laughs> You're going to wait. For, is Panooch? At Panooch is going to do his own Cross Tumblr page. Uh, <laughs> and I can't wait to check it out. Oh, oh crap. I, I wouldn't normally go meta on you guys, but I just got a text from sh- shop proprietor Sarah Titus. Yeah. And how to women, go. Women read crossed. Wow. All kinds what? of people read crossed. Really? Some women read crossed. She just texted me a third time. Oh, gosh. I said that. She needs to clarify. Uh, Is she going to hop on this Google Hangout here and speak for the masses? Strap yourselves in, folks. Women, women who enjoy art read crossed. Two sentences or less. Uh, another. Adult theme book that you read. Uh, who started off? Was it me? Oh, okay, it was me. Uh, the story of O. Oh, the 1950s spectacular about bondage, etc. Drawn in the 70s for a new audience. There was a scene with a dog that disturbed me. And will haunt me for the rest of my days. What? Orc Stain, issue number one by Image Comics. If you like the fantasy exploitation books, much like the uh, late 70s heavy metal animated film, this comic appears to be right up your alley. In your window. Avengers, number 71. (laughs) Ever wonder how a man with shrinking powers has sex? Because Jeff Johns shows you in the opening pages. Uh, Jeff Johns. Leave it to Jeff Johns, everybody. Box office poison. I only got about 25 pages into this 600-page tome. But what I did read 
I was completely charmed and enjoyed the narration of Sherman's life. Black Kiss 2 by Howard Chaikin, the sequel to the 80s original that we have just skipped right over and gone right to Black Kiss 2. Uh, if we can get the Terminator to come closer to his microphone and <laughs> give us his synopsis of this story, please do. So, back in the early 1900s aboard the Titanic, before that fateful moment, a succubi, a demon with sexual desires, <laughs> transmits part of himself into Bubba, uh, a young lad who survives the wreck of the Titanic. He is forever changed by this event, and uh, he finds himself in a burgeoning Hollywood as a producer and film star. He makes another uh, succubus, this time a female, and this title chronicles uh, approximately 70 years of her life as she... Works in Hollywood, goes by many different aliases. Um, she, in every lifetime, takes a new uh, hermaphroditic partner um, who she names Dagmar. And the twist on this, the demonic nature in her, makes her. <laughs> <laughs> makes her uh, kill. Uh, her partners, much like Black Widow style, as it continues. And uh, the volume ends with the succubi getting her comeuppance. Or does she? Uh, Black Kiss, volume two. Josie looks pained describing this book. <laughs> Physically pained. Lou Rawls as Genji loves beer. Oh god, Black Kiss too. So I I read this book in the airport terminal before I went to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I went to my my gate and I I tried to find a seat that was, you know, back to the wall so I could sit and in my own secrecy and read this book. And I texted my my view to Dale of like what I was reading and what was happening in front of me and it was extremely uncomfortable, I'll say that much. Uh, I I I couldn't make hide in your hair of this book. I don't know what the hell was going on at any point when I was reading. I don't know what kind of female succubus I was following around. There was a lot of DSing. Uh, I mean, a lot of splooge. I think we can say splooge, or should we say s or like ooge? I think we can say splooge. I mean, there's all your gut. <laughs> can we call them by like scientific biological names would that be too graphic uh i think it might be but i was there was a lot of e can we call it e uh, you could say yeah e or it rhymes with uh e smaculate i think you can say there was a lot of that <laughs> flying across the pages Whose laugh was that? That was amazing. That would be Corey Hart wearing his sunglasses at night at John's Let's Be. Corey Hart chiming in. But I mean, I was I like I was so I didn't know what the hell I was getting ourselves into when I suggested this book. Because I remember reading the first issue. I paged for the first issue and it was just kind of over the top 
uh, genitals. Like the female succubus was was uh, physically assaulting everybody at this theater. You know, every kind of male was getting it in the in the back end. Every female was getting it, and I was like, "Whoa, this is pretty over the top." So, the uh, second and third issues. I mean, there's just some hardcore sex happening, like hardcore. I mean, you 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 put a three panel page down. There's a woman getting on her knees, uh, getting closer to the the male part, and then just going full on. Like, literally full-on where I was reading this. And then eventually a guy sat next to me while I was reading this book at the airport. And I was like, damn it. So I had to, like, <laughs> turn my iPad mini to this this guy. Couldn't, you know, I couldn't reveal my true true happening. But I want to hear, Jonesy, what, what, you're, you're, where did you read this book? What was, what's your scenario? So, you know, you guys know I have a newborn. So oh, um, I didn't know that. To read this book, you know, you can't. Just have the panels out while your wife and child are in the home. So I did a lot of walking through the hall, having to tilt the iPad like the other direction and catching a page or two as I went. And then uh, what I did was I waited till like two in the morning. Then went into the guest room <laughs> and then you know try to I read it in two sittings so that I would have it done. And not have to be like the worst part is like my mo- my mother in law was over for a couple of days, so oh, I knew no. I would have no time and no opportunity to read it. So I had to I had to read it early in the week. Mm-hmm. And That's like, awful. I had to sacrifice <laughs> sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you think of the book, Jonesy? On the uh, whole, it uh, no pun intended. It was very con- <laughs> it was very confusing. Nice. Um, and I know I was supposed to suspend disbelief because this is a supernatural tale to some extent. I think paranormal pornography, I think, was termed. Oh, that's perfect. But um, I, I had trouble understanding why the main character uh, would... I guess her motivation was just being demonic, but it it was just hard to follow the story from you know time frame to to time frame. And trying to figure out what her end game was until, you know, spoilers, the reveal is there is no end game. She just wants to live on forever doing what she's doing with, you know, no goal in sight uh, except to continue. Did I and, just, wait, hold on a second. Did I just hear your, your newborn in the background while you're describing <laughs> this book? Because that could be uh, the greatest yeah. moment in podcast yeah. history. Uh, thanks a lot, Mark. I appreciate it. You know. I don't have him going. <laughs> That was now, Mark. We can, we can that when your kid grows up, we will be able to point him to the timestamp where you're discussing Black Kiss Two in detail while he yells in the background. And the worst part is he's in his bedroom through two floors of, <laughs> you know what I mean. And of course, you can hear that one distant cry. I'm a terrible father, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I mean, I, it's hard to en- say you enjoyed a book like this because it's. It's not on a level to be read and enjoyed like a novel. and But I guess I appreciated for what it was. Hmm. It's a hard question to answer. Mm-hmm. The Medusa with the penises for heads? Yeah, that was, you know, a little unsettling. This whole volume was unsettling to a large degree. Mm-hmm. How about the, uh, I mean, I'm not sure if you reference it at all, but the succubus. Uh, what What is the difference between a succubus and incubus? Anybody know? Jonesy? I think gender. I think oh, yeah. it's just gender. So succubus yeah. is the female one, right? Well, what do you what do you do when it has both female and male parts? 
I mean, it's just an Ucubus. Genubus? Yeah, Ucubus, maybe. Unibus? I don't know. But Jamie I mean, Lee Curtibus? <laughs> it's alleged. Mark, please. Transgendibus. Uh, so the transgendibus in the first issue, uh, hard R's uh, the dude on the Titanic. I mean, I guess we missed that story in the archives of the Titanic. Uh, that guy just got hardcore railed uh, from behind, and that he gets the demon seed and is now, you know, really just a creeper. In I think issue two, where he he gives his L, he drops his L off for this broad, and she, mm-hmm. you know, sips it, and like she becomes the female transgendibus for I guess the rest of the series, right? And you don't see the guy. I don't. I didn't really see the guy until the last issue again. Is, is, am I incorrect? That's a different guy. Yeah, it's a different. Oh, it's an absolute different guy. It's somebody who's mortal, who just knows the what she is and is trying to avoid being killed. That's what I got from it. It's very hard to discern. But what the succubus did and her and her little uh, apprentice—they killed. Uh, what's his name? Bubba, and like strung him up in that church tower. That's the oh. last you see of him. That's uh, impl- that's the um, the feeling I got was that he was dead up there. I don't even remember that scene. How they killed him, I don't know. I mean, he's a demon. He's an effing demon. Yeah, I don't know how you how you manage <laughs> something like that. Mark, what did you think of Black Kiss too? It was a combination of Showgirls, The Craft, and Eyes Wide Shut in comic form. <laughs> I, I couldn't follow this book in the least. I don't like Howard Jenkins' art, and he proved himself to be consistent with this book. Um, there was a scene in, or a panel in issue three, in which a guy, I couldn't tell if he was hard aring a girl or if she was into it, and her head was in a guillotine. That oh, was one gosh. of the most disturbing panels I've seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that was unsettling. I will say that. And then yeah. the, truly, scene bef- the scene truly before that, where they had, like, the needle. Yep. And then that, that broke off odd. in the transgendibus area. I don't... I didn't get it. And then I think there was another scene in either issue two or three where this woman is on all fours, essing a dude, <laughs> and... <laughs> We throw out so many letters in the alphabet. I'm having a hard time finding. We leave it really open to interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the proper term is fellatioing. <laughs> and fellating, but thank you, fellating. Suckling, um, suckling, fellatioing. She bites the crap uh, out of this guy. Yeah, yeah. And Chaykin decides to pay exquisite detail to this blood and gore, and I cringed. Slim, I read this. Uh, my girlfriend had her college roommates over for the weekend. They all oh, came man. from out of town. Just so a nice girls' weekend. I had nothing better to do, so they were out and about, and I was reading this porn in comic form. You know, if you had your Apple TV with you, you could have, you know, Apple, you could have iOS mirrored the book to the TV. You guys all could have had a good time reading that book in the guy's I should have. I will this say, is my boyfriend, Mark. <laughs> he's reading Black Kiss 2 right now for a podcast that he does. Paper Keg Nights, you might have heard of it. The uh, I will say Chaykin gets a lot of crap, but uh, he puts a lot of detail into every page. I mean, there are some pages where there's, I felt like there were 60 people on one panel. Alarmingly. To, to what end? To what garbagey end? 
though. Like I would argue he, he puts as much peas and peas way more detail than the f- people's faces look like Vincent D'Onofrio's in the beginning of Men in Black. <laughs> like it was all well they were said. all smashed and their cheeks were all like the cheekbones are like popped out three inches to the side. Complete and utter crap. I will say I I appreciate the way Mr. Chagan draws a female's rear end. There's a few scenes where I said, you know, Howard, that's that's some good work there. Yeah, he does it. Well, he does it on all the uh pink parts. He draws <laughs> I would um, argue that his art in this, the amount of details he threw in, was almost on a level like Brian Hitch, except his details aren't that good, in my opinion. Hmm. I uh, I was watching. I tucked my family in. I tucked my wife in. <clears throat> I poured the last sliver of scotch I had, age 16 years, <clears throat> and I brought the little bottle of Maker's Mark with me back to the couch. Because I knew my cat would sit on my lap and I would feel bad getting him up <laughs> afterwards. So I prepared myself for a, a, a night in the chair. I threw on uh, Friday the 13th Part 2. And uh, I started reading this uh, arc. I spilled over Friday the 13th Part 2 into Kingpin. Oh, yeah. Missed a half to three quarters of Kingpin trying to read this. <clears throat> and I am not, uh, I'm not a better man. I think for I th- reading. I think Black Kiss too. Your your reading scenario would be the ultimate Munson. You, you really Munsoned yourself <laughs> while you're reading this book. Munson. <laughs> uh, this book, I am so completely confused. Like, first off, Howard Chaykin is a big jerk. At the end of issue one, <laughs> at the end of issue one, Alleged. they do that. They do that uh, interview. They were doing that thing where they would interview all the creators on the back of all the image books. And he didn't even bother to finish the last three quarters of the uh, quarter of the questions. They were like, "What is, what are you uh, reading currently right now?" He's like, "I'm not reading anything." Like big one word jerk answers. Yeah. And this jerk book. I mean the he the first half of the first issue about the people going to cinema. My only my only guess is it relates to how people become zombified when they watch a movie and they can get raped rard by a demon with multiple warheads and they don't like they only notice until it's too late you know what i mean like that's all i could get from that because it has nothing to do with the rest of the story and i wasted half of half of my night reading this the the hermaphroditic i mean he keeps calling it the hermaphroditic demon over and over again and there are so like all it is is like jonesy said a chronicling of this succubus and her life through the decades trying to there's no purpose like i don't under she doesn't eat them to satiate her needs like she doesn't need food or she doesn't need human food she just Man food. She just needs to get eld, and she needs to kill him afterwards. She needs to find an apprentice who's a trans tranny that looks just like her but has a penis. What's the the L word that you just used there? Is there another accident? She just has to get laid. Okay. I thought it was Um, something deeper than that. (laughs) The tranny Dagmar, she calls all of her tranny apprentices Dagmar. Drink when you read the word Dagmar in this book. You're dead. (laughs) And the she just pals around with her tranny apprentice 
and they like Howard Chaykin Howard Chaykin answers the aged old question that what if you were fooling around with a girl you reach down and there's a penis because yeah. every guy in this book yeah, who but encounters it does it for a 200 tranny, pages <laughs> every guy in this book who encounters the tranny Dagmar loves it they just start getting down on the p and taking it in the r nobody freaks out that that, that it's a tranny when they thought it was a chick with boobs i mean when they what thought if, it was what, a famous movie star it's like the piano for 200 pages what is the scenario i mean literally the, what, how often is the the chance where five dudes are ready to just have a i don't know i mean massive sexing with a woman and then they find a male uh, area and they're just even more excited i mean what are, what are the chances of that really one in, one in a million men. yeah exactly they're, they're not at all freaked out. It's just like that. Is that what Howard Chaykin thinks every man's reaction would be? That's mm-hmm. I can only imagine that's what he must think by writing this putrid slop. I I thought at first I was going to read some kind of uh, critique on Hollywood. Uh, you know what I mean? Like some highbrow, you know, this is what people in Hollywood, this is the, you know degradation of the moral character of the world because of Hollywood and what it's done. But really, it's 150 pages or whatever of Howard shaking his, guys, guys, it's totally normal if you did it with a hermaphrodite, okay? And here's all the scenarios so you know why. Mm. Like It's just, ugh. It's, I think this there's could, no need for, you, for what it was. Yeah. I think you could call this the bat in terms of creators and, and eras. This is like the Batman odyssey of paranormal pornography. I think I mean you you read it and you're just like what am I even reading right now? I'm not, I'm slightly more interested to read the original Black Kiss because I'm wondering if, you know, if I call it the the Batman Odyssey, maybe, you know, early era Neil Adams, which he didn't write, was pretty spectacular. But I'm curious what the Black the original Black Kiss was in that era and how that was perceived and how how it compares to the sequel. Right, they say, <clears throat> I read, the only thing I read about Black Kiss 1 is that it just broke a lot of ground. It, like, pioneered things. Now, from what I would assume, it was just this in the 80s, and nobody thought to do that in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And trannies were all, more, all the more the thing. They, they were so much more taboo back then that guys hunted them for sport. Well, yeah, <laughs> what, was the, what was the movie with Al Pacino with, uh, when he played the... Uh, what do you call? What is that called? Where the gay man is is walking the streets to find a, another gay man? God, I gotta Google that Al Pacino movie. Obviously, with all of our heavy-handed commentary about this book, it goes without being said. But I'm gonna say it anyway. One of the things that really turned me off about this book was the nudity, profanity, everything that made it mature was just over the top, in my face, unnecessary. It wasn't tasteful. It wasn't artful. It was just, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm telling this story outside of the big two because I can. It It was like, I I guess I could draw parallels from the Friday the 13th movies. They kept making new Jason movies. They they had to keep coming up with more creative ways for Jason to kill people. So Chaykin just had to search, like go on a, a journey of his mind to see how creative he can get with these scenes and how... Uh, they were going to uh, pleasure themselves before kill them offing their victims. 
the the phrasing I was thinking of in the movie with Al Pacino was cruising, the trying to pick up someone for anonymous gay male sex. Oh, uh, Larry Craig was arrested for cruising for sex in an airport bathroom. So there you go. I just remember that movie, and it was in the eighties. Good grief! Sorry, for and and making so for that. I took two like snapshots of the pages in the beginning of the book, to, and before I realized that it was totally not that, and it was part of the. I, I thought the message that he was trying to send in the beginning. Uh, Today, these new Americans have come to realize that this crude entertainment that draws them into an electric campfire is light exploding from the very a-hole of hell itself. So that's like, I thought I was like, oh man, this is going to get deep in like how Americans are just like total zombies, like Fahrenheit 451 levels of, uh, you know, keeping your eyes shut to the to the real truth. Mm. And then... uh, and then the next part of that story is when Bubba's on the Titanic and he's looking for a moist quim to replace his spit-wet right hand. <laughs> wow. <laughs> moist so, quim was one of my favorite quotes in this entire book. <laughs> so, Chaykin is a genius in that sense, that line right there, because that, I mean, I just heartily laughed at that. I was like, yeah. I, I will say I do want to s- mention our loyal friends of the show we we hit live listening records and every one of them has stayed during the entirety of this episode so How i think you not i think we really hit something special with paper keg nights whether for good or for better or worse <laughs> it was definitely for worse if you were to tell me that chaykin was sitting in a quarter when he wrote this popping viagra and just writing i don't think there was viagra when he wrote this i this was in like oh nine wasn't it yeah this is recent oh okay All black right. kiss too talking to that mike babe Sorry there, Ben. I, um, I wanted to spoil this and apologize so bad on Twitter when I finally read this book, but I, I had to save it for the show, but I wanted to just warn the people out there. I'm like, I, I, I know, you know, not too many people read along the book clubs with us, uh, and we love that they do. Uh, Rams did most recently with Cra- uh, Craven the Last Hunt, but I just I wanted to tell the people so bad to save their money, like they oh yeah if they were to get this and and be totally like appalled by what they read whether the uh, the it's not their taste I mean this is nobody's taste but the, the just the, them to have to waste their money on something like this and like in the f- second page you know there's like racist. Jew Irish loving going on, and the Chicken Wright did write some good Irish accents though, with his <laughs> <laughs> while he's re- while she was receiving the Jewish man inside I mean, of her. The the intended audience, you know, we talked about crossed earlier and how how crazy that book is. You know, maybe this is the crossed audience. Maybe the maybe there's some overlap in the female audience. The females that love cross might really like Black Kiss too. I can tell you that uh, Rich Johnston over Bleeding Cool was a big fan. Really? Uh, while he was writing an article about how this is this book's pretty much banned in the UK. Uh, at least Diamond won't sell it to the UK for for just to protect their A's. Yeah. Uh, he go Rich Johnston goes on to say it's intelligently told with some great storytelling tricks along the way. The cinema sequence is especially strong. The unchanging audience confronted by scenes on a cinema screen that changed them dramatically. Wow. So obviously he only read the first part of the first book too. 
Because <laughs> you got to page three and wrote a four hundred word article. Because the only storytelling tricks that I saw are the ones of the shemale variety. I see what you're saying. I see. I think we all get what Dale's putting down right there. Hermes. Um, <laughs> Black Kiss Two. What a just a legendary book club we've had. Uh, I'm just happy to have experienced it all with you at various points, uh, in various ways. Black Kiss Two. Uh, we need to get into a very special segment. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. Dun, 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 dun. I would have much rather re- just read my old stepdad's Easy Riders for the book club. <laughs> uh, letters at paperkeg.com. You want to shoot us a letter and we might read it on the air right now. Mark, did we get any letters this week? We got a couple, actually. One is from Max, and I only made it two issues in the Black Kiss 2 before I had to politely disengage from one of the most disquieting stories I've ever read. And you guys decided to read the whole thing in a week, on purpose, for free. Cheers. (laughs) Max, you made a good decision. Yeah. Yeah, bailing out is acceptable. Absolutely. You gave it the old college try, though. Yeah, I mean, props props to giving it the try. This is probably one of our hottest choices uh, for a book club, but, you know. And just to put it in perspective for long-time Paper Keg listeners, instead of reading this book, I would have rather read Scalped. Wow. 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 On record. Exclusive. This is actually a long troll to get you to finish reading Scalped. (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting all next. episode for you to bring that up so I could tell you to read Scalped again. <laughs> next letter is from Dustin Peterson saying, Hey, fellas, just caught up with Dungeons & Dragons comic from IDW, and it was fantastic. I loved all the little nods to gameplay. Was really disappointed to find out nothing new has come out in about a year. It's a damn shame. The next series I want to tackle is Mouse Guard. I know how much you guys love it, so I'm really looking forward to it. Love you, fellas. Hashtag Columbus. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, they. Uh, I was disheartened to see that they canceled that line of comics. They they look like they're only doing the uh, Forgotten Realms sub line, I guess. But the uh, the generic world of uh, Fallcrest and all that they canceled. It's kind of bum bum that bum. Yeah, they're out. they're following their uh, podcast release schedule, which is whenever <laughs> they effing feel like it. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Wizards of the Coast, Slim. You know who they are now. Oh, yeah, I'm all I'm all over that, Dale. Don't even worry about it. Last letter we got is from Anthony in Ohio saying, What's the time frame on the free comic book day recording sesh? Would love to say hello to Dale and Slim and maybe sit in. There you go. That's right. Free comic book day. May 4th, live, uh, at the very least, two hosts will be at the uh, free comic book day. We'll be at a table. We'll be high-fiving. Maybe we'll have some kind of giveaway again. We haven't nailed yeah. down the specifics. We'll be giving away Jonesy's hosting spot on the show for the duration of the show, and you will be taking the hitman's place. <laughs> what is it? We, we, I, we don't have. The I hope you can make it to to most favorite host. There. Yeah, I have Can't to talk be. to the uh, tie tie to iron out all the details. I don't want them to put in uh, to be put in any weird places because we have a crazy idea of uh, recording a podcast after hours when they need to sleep. 
Maybe the book but, club will be uh, avatars crossed. Maybe that's right. The second, gonna, second edition. We're just going to leave all the ep- the issues open open to read for free comic book day during the day, <laughs> so people will be all brushed up on the the storyline before we go go in and record. Oh, and um, by the by, my girlfriend gave me the official. I don't care if you go, so I'm in. I am going. That's a trap, Mark. Breaking, she does care. Breaking news: Mark says he's in for free comic book air day. quotes air quotes. air quotes who do you think is, is going to show up in the end do you think it's going to be mark or jonesy or both or neither dale what do you think is going to happen in the end i th- uh, man i think mark made a big mistake of committing to anything on air <laughs> because <laughs> jonesy doesn't even do that anymore he keeps it exquisitely <laughs> exactly. vague he just doesn't even talk about it no please 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 pick jonesy as the favorite because i will go just to be spiteful <laughs> please say it's jonesy before me i'll see you guys there what a show greatest show of all time it might be it might be by the numbers i'm sure it will be on the worst book of all time too i mean if the if the interaction during the live show is any indication we might have to pay extra money to libsyn to host this episode um what a show thanks for everybody who's uh, who's reviewed the show on itunes you know that's that helps spread the word Helps get people listening to discover the show. Uh, free comic book day. It's coming up. Um, I can't wait for Paper Keg Nights. Duh. Mm. Start thinking of ideas. Hitman. Terminator. I'll start, <laughs> I'll start collecting the news now so I have enough. <laughs> uh, we'll see everybody next week. Thanks for listening. And felt it caressing my face. I fell asleep and dreamed. I dreamed I was in a Hollywood movie and that I was the star of the movie. This really blew my mind. The fact that me, an overfed, long-haired, leaping gnome, should be the star of a Hollywood movie. Hmm. When does the hook kick in here? But there I was. It's like 65 uh, minutes into the song. I was taken to a place. But the pan pipes. Pan, uh, pan pipes are really what everybody oh, wants. I think we might need to gift that Dale's <laughs> piping. What a shell. Oh, man. That chorus is never it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming it. actually in like 10 seconds. Just let it build, Mark. Just let it build. I want this playing at our free conversation. Oh, good. To be our prep music. This will be the music playing over the the comic book shop loudspeakers as we're setting up the equipment. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Everyone just getting mellow, having a great time. You know, we'll be distributing PBRs and five-hour energy shots. Oh, man. 
Yeah, I gotta ask, what is the policy on uh, drinking in the store during the day? <laughs> during the day? <laughs> God. It's a Jonesy, family store. Jonesy, family. I mean, Jonesy, what are you doing? Alfresco Jesus. <laughs> Fuzzy Alfresco Jesus, Jonesy. Oh my if God. somebody could Photoshop so just no. facial so hair on Jonesy's no. fuzzy face right now. Jonesy, you're going to be interacting with children during the day. I don't want I any know. kind of alcohol in your system at that point. I meant after the sun goes down. Oh, okay. He's clarifying. Afterward, I don't but know. But you said that's, during the day. That's not our you decision. Did. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That I, get my why would you even su- suggest such a thing? I mean, you had you ask the bold questions, Jonesy, that nobody wants to answer. <laughs> you know, who knows if he? Hold if on, he my was lawyers reading, that come across the line. I mean, yeah, you, you covered your face for a reason during that episode with, with those sunglasses. Your legal team advised you after several <laughs> bold statements that maybe you should keep those glasses on for the duration. <laughs> uh, what time are we getting there in the morning, boys? Or is it afternoon? We don't have details yet, Jonesy. We got months. We, just, we got months to plan. We got a month. Uh, what about what? What's our next book club? We don't have. We don't haven't talked about that at all. Mm, I had something in mind, but I shouldn't even. You're gonna keep. I don't bring DL? up book club books oh, no, we, anymore. We do, I'm sorry. We do have that in mind. We talked <gasps> yeah, about that before. I, I, I bought it, so we better be doing it. All right. All right. Okay. All right, babe. Cool out. <laughs> all right, babe. <laughs> don't start whipping me with your Bret Hart sunglasses. Uh, yeah. Uh. You ready for it? I'm ready. Reveal it. Next wave. Agents of hate. In the book club, Paper Keg 90. You heard it here Cricket first. sounds. Cricket sounds. Cricket sounds. I'm excited. I've always okay. wanted to read it, and I'm excited now that I'll be forced to read it. Very excited. Yeah, I read the uh, first issue back during a big comicsology sale. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's Warren Ellis right there. I mean... He's a popular guy. best friend. I would be, I would shake his hand, but I, I'd be also be skeptical and afraid to shake his hand. Yeah, I mean, you see what he likes on Instagram. That guy's yeah. into some some uh, some funky stuff. Yeah, it's more along the lines of crossed his his pictures and a sense of humor. <laughs> I actually just unfollowed him on Instagram because he was posting screenshots of Snapchat and just that, you know. Screenshots on Instagram is uh, I'm not into necessarily. Screenshots That's of a, an app. That is the silliest thing. It annoys me to no end. And text. Some people like screenshot the tech the notes app on iOS and then post that to Instagram. That mm-hmm. is like it's like, you know, carrier pigeon at this point for letter delivery. I don't understand what is the point. And like memes and stuff. I don't I, I, why do you spend the energy to load like a meme or you're right, like text, like just take the picture with your camera, make it artsy, and let like people like it. As soon as like I look at Slims with seething hatred and jealousy, as soon as there are so many likes that the likes collapse in on themselves and just show the number of likes, I was just, I almost throw my phone every time I look at Slims Instagram. Why? Because uh because you're 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 upset that they get so many likes, my my photos. Yeah, absolutely. I love I love Instagram. I because I liked about it, it first. Because I liked your photo first each and every time. Well, that that's notated. You know, you're you're always first in my heart with Instagram likes. I'll tell you what. Uh, next wave, next episode, we'll have to uh, we'll pump it up a bit. You know, we're gonna take it up a notch. We're gonna have some lights back on in Jonesy's den. Alleged, 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 alleged lights. We didn't have any, I was going to say rebuttals, but nobody read what everyone read. 
<laughs> oh yeah, well yeah. Um, box office poison. They, have you uh, ever read that, Slim? I've heard of it, and I've it's, it's been in my downloads. It's been in my my comics a few times, but I ended up just <clears> taking it out because I didn't have time to read it. It was really good. It's really charming. Like it's just it says it's mature for adults only, probably because you'd probably do seem some wang eventually. But it's just like the uh, it's just like the life of this guy Sherman. He's moving into this uh, apartment. That's renting a room from a guy, and oh, it was really cool. I liked it. Um, Six hundred pages though. That's like Terry. That's Terry Moore territory. Uh, I will say that. Chester 5000 had a lot of lab. I mean, record-setting amount of labs. So if that's what you're into, check it out. Mm. But, I mean, I'm f- I, I will say I am fascinated by that genre of comic. And I'm interested to see, you know, I, I, I'm just fascinated by it. Like that kind of a comic. I guess it's my closed-minded uh, version of myself not realizing that that is a popular area of comics. And I'm sure it's huge, and I just haven't even thought of it. But I'm I'm just fascinated by it. I I absolutely agree. Like, I... And maybe it's closed-mindedness, maybe because I don't normally wouldn't seek that out, but it's... It's... I view it as, like, one step above, like, fan fiction writer. Mm. Like... Like this it's is like, one yeah, step it's like legitimized it's fan like, fiction. Yeah, it's a legitimized version of the uh, Peter Griffins with peen eyes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I don't see it as being anything more than that. So it's a, it's kind of a tough pill to swallow the hmm. the thought of somebody making in money. You know, there's a well, price so a lot of inter- art. It's interesting. I mean, there's there's some publishers out there that put out books that I'm always fascinated by, like what's the difference of this and someone who, you know, is fan fiction and just can't get published. You know, where's the line that is, is like acceptable. Like, yeah, this is good. We want to, we want to officially publish this versus like what's online. Yeah. And it, it's, I mean, I, I, I really want to find out more about it. Cause I mean, when I read it, you know, if I read, I finished Chester 5,000 like next to my wife and she wasn't prepared at all for what she was about to witness. I mean, especially the four-way at the end with a robot. But I'm just, it's fascinating. I'm absolutely fascinated by it. Wasn't there a movie uh, called Cherry 5000? Do you remember that? Mm, was it this was a Skinamax like movie? No, it was like, I think it was like a legitimate movie in the 80s. Maybe no. it was Cherry 2000. But it, it, it was about a robot of some kind. I, I don't think it was a sex bot. Sex bot or 5000? A, you know, Lars and the Real Doll or anything like that. <laughs> But, um, I mean, it was, uh, it was a great theme idea for the show. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, uh, came out pretty well. I'll say we struck gold this time around solid liquid, sexy gold. So you start saving up for your, uh, you know, your porn titles, gentlemen, cause it's happening again. 